How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Burton Fonz. I'm Bert. And I'm Fonz. Burton Fonz. Today, there is a little something, a little something, something we need to talk about. Fonz and I have been talking about this a couple times, and we feel it's finally time to address the issue of these strange customs and rituals that we've observed from throughout the world. We've been talking off and on about how all these stupid ass feasts from Spain are adopted in the States and they're the dumbest ones. So for example, there's this party in the east of Spain called the Tomatina in which a full town just grabs like a full harvest of tomatoes and they just go into a wild tomato battle throughout the town and they just like make the whole city red. Like a giant food fight? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a snowball fight but with tomatoes. So everybody, so here's here, here's some images that we're gonna show. So this totally stupid ass custom is so admired in the United States that certain cities of the United States have actually adopted it and now are doing it too. You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and uh, but I mean, can you find out? Like, there's some cities in the states that do this too. Did you know that? No. Right. So. So actually, why don't look at look up Tomatina in, in the states or something or in the U.S. But so there's that. Then there's like the the running of the bulls. Like everybody's fascinated with that shit. You yeah, know? yeah. And they're all into bullfighting and then soccer. The whole so- and that's not exclusive. To I think Spain. you mean football. Uh, you're absolutely right. That's what. That's exactly what I mean. Ooh. But um, so soccer, soccer. You know that stupid ass game. So one of the advantages I have is I get off the plane. Re- Regardless of whether I'm coming back to the States or going back to Spain, I just get off a plane. I go, you call this football? And I piss everyone off. And it's really nice. But so That's because they're not Chelsea fans. So talking about football, right? And that's not exclusively Spanish, as I was saying. That's also British. That's French. That's that's German, Italian. That's European, right? That's right. one of the stupidest um, bread and circus bullshit that exists over there it's a circus like one thing is liking soccer and the other thing is this whole hula baloo of like our country is like way in debt but we're going to get even more debt because we are hosting the world cup mm-hmm. and we're doing all this horseshit we're not going to get into detail with that but my whole point is it dawned on me one time when we were talking about this um bert and i that hick is universal you know, yeah, we're just a bunch of fucking stupid hicks, and we love shit. We don't focus on good cultural influence from this or that country. We focus on this stupid ass imbecile tomato throwing shit. What? Okay. Because we're a okay. bunch of rednecks, and that is a universal trait. And let me just say one more thing. Like, what's really, really fascinating about this is that. When you're back in your most lizard brain hickest mode or like the people that are just hicks normally because that's what they've chosen to remain as, they think they're unique to their country and they're like ultra nationalists. They don't realize that they have brethren all over the world, sisters and brothers all over the world. Yeah, I'm about to say, you better correct yourself real quick. Yeah, I, I was kind of too late already, but yeah. Um, so hick is universal. You know, we're all a bunch of hicks. Man, okay, well, first of all, it's like I, think you, I, think, I think this hits you in the core a little deep because you got very, very fired up about that. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I did. I was oh, my goodness. Nah. <laughs> I was so cool. Dude. But to that note, we have talked about this at length, and we have pulled up – I've done a little research. I've found some great examples that kind of demonstrate this throughout the world and in some cases are actually world championships – for some of these things. So case in point, 
I just want you guys to notice that Bert did not jump on like what are beneficial cultural influences that cross pollinate among different nations. He just went ahead and did all this research of like oh, what are the hickest things people do around the world. I'm like, dude, it's entertainment, all right? Yeah, it's universal. It's like I said, you know. So everyone does dumb shit. Take I want to watch people. Do dumb shit. Sure. That's, I, I'm with you. Okay. But I mean, that still doesn't make me, I didn't say a lie. <laughs> well, no. You know, I mean, no, I, you didn't. I, I want to watch it too. But. Tech, no, technically you didn't. Uh, but I do want to watch that. And I found a video real quick. I don't know how much of this we might be able to use or not use. So um, we're just going to, I found a video on this uh, tomatillo thing. I'm sorry, the tomatilla. Tomatina. It is fun. It's fucking dumb. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, I've done that drunk without having an excuse. I don't need a fucking excuse to do that. You know, just <laughs> there are people literally swimming in what like is like tomato paste that is just the refuse so, uh, yeah. from everything being thrown. Wow. But you know, the, the best thing that it's showing is showing tourists from all over the world. So people come, they do pilgrimages to to do this shit. You know, and literally people just covered in what is essentially like canned tomato paste. And don't get me wrong, I completely understand unintelligent entertainment. Like I practice it a lot myself. I mean, when you're effectively it's dumb. people doing this and you're seeing you are seeing people in crowded streets swimming, swimming in tomato soup essentially, as it is just collected in the streets from falling off of people's bodies and everything. That is uh that's that's asinine, and I would uh, – I'm sure a bunch of people would argue a huge waste of food. Well, not only a waste, a huge waste of food, but it's like how much municipal resources are you siphoning from to do the fucking cleanup later, to right. clean up all that shit? And, and again, you know, I mean I've trashed households with my friends and, and I've done all that stuff, so I can't be a hypocrite about it. But, you know, it's not the most intelligent shit I've done. You know, and now you, you have all this waste going on. All this water. Did you see the images of the hoses? People with oh, yeah. hoses. Oh yeah. Like just, a, so as big they're old getting street like, hoses, just t- taking everything and cleaning it right. down. And so they're turning people into gazpacho, and then at the same time they're cleaning <laughs> them up in the process, which is as fucking stupid as eating when you're in the can, shitting it out. You know, it's just it's a waste. Right. Right. And so it's a huge waste. I mean, I, I was going to say I'm not going to judge, but I am. You know. Right. So anyway, what else you got? Well, another one that I can't wait. To hear another it. one that I was going to bring up and talk about, but I feel like with you in particular, we could make this the entire episode was about the running of the bulls, which you briefly touched on earlier. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk about that one, but we have. A I, full I know that episode of that. Shit we we could we could go on about that. Yeah. So I think like I feel like that one needs its own separate thing. No, you're right. Yeah. Um. So we may do an episode of that at another point in time, but. Yeah. That one's another good example. And then all of the other stuff that just well, kind of gets associated that one, with that, uh, right? Exactly. So let me say that there's not just the running of the bulls. There's like a ton of different bull celebration right. in Spain. Some of them are are very, very barbaric. And some of them have already been banned. And uh, and there's even like other stuff. So let me just mention this and we'll just move on with your research. But I'll yeah, tell right. you about that medieval. There's, there's this town in the north of Spain where they hang these live chickens upside down from a clothesline what? in the middle of Main Street. Listen, and they just they ride down horses. I'm not talking about that. They run these horses and they're so, they try to grab the heads of the chickens and pull them off so they decapitate the live chicken which of course stay flapping upside down and then they're like, you know, and the horse is like, oh, look at this. Chickens are not pull tabs. 
They, That's not how that works. They are to these motherfuckers. And I think, I think, don't quote me on it. I'll look it up later because now I'm curious. But I think. Hey, Fonz here with a quick sidebar. So it turns out this thing about hanging birds upside down and tearing their heads off while riding a horse is from Belgium and the Netherlands. Although it's been known to happen in England and North America as recently as the 19th century. They were using live geese until the 1920s when that got banned and they started using dead ones. There's a small town in Spain called Guarate where a guy on a horse will recite a poem and then proceed to slash a dead rooster hanging upside down from a string using a blunt sword. And now, back to the podcast. Well, but I mean, you could also argue that's so recent. The fox hunt in, in Great Britain, that's barbaric. But it yes. still happens. And it's like, oh, it's part of our cultural tradition. Same thing with the... So we'll drop the bull, the bull fighting and the yeah, bull fiesta. So. But we will touch upon it on a full episode for this. Yeah. Man, the chicken thing has got me messed up now. I know, it is. I'm thinking about these little dangling chickens just hanging from a, and, hanging from a wire. And the best part of it is like, you know, and, and now I'm going to sound like an asshole, but but I will. Um, is that the, the expressions on the faces of the guys that have, are, are just like showing the trophy. Yeah, yeah. They look as dull as the horse they're riding on. Really? Like, uh, to me, you know, maybe I'm being biased when I'm watching that, but I just look, I'm like. <laughs> I'm about to say, there are some people you just have a low opinion of in general to begin right. with. So, so that so it help your at image all. of them. Totally, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let's see what you got. Okay, okay. So one of the things that I've, I've learned in my research, and I've, I've seen this a couple of times, so I wanted to start with this one because I feel like you may already be somewhat familiar with it. Okay. And that is... This thing that happens every year, and I believe it happens... Let's see, where does this happen? Uh, so this happens in Britain every year, and it's a downhill cheese-chasing competition where it's literally a super steep hill. Somebody rolls a wheel of cheese down the hill, and your goal is to chase it down there by any means what the fuck? and try and get the wheel of cheese first at the bottom. Is this a, like a cheese bowling thing that they got over in Prize Tap Room? No, this is this is. They roll. A, it's uh, similar. A, a wheel of cheese. It's like playing bocce ball almost. Bocce ball, and you gotta like knock a feather over that's right, stuck right, in the ground. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no, this is way different. I actually have a video that I'm going to show you, uh, just in case we can't actually show the video. We'll be showing some images of this on the screen. Um, you know, for copyright reasons, we may not be able to show some of this stuff. But uh, I'm going to show you, Fonz, the video of this thing happening right here. So, so this isn't cheese rolling. This is people rolling. These guys are rolling. They're rolling down the hill to try and chase the cheese. The, Where's the, goal, the cheese? It's already rolling. Oh, oh, is that thing? Is it that thing there? Yeah. So the goal is like they have these wheels of cheese. Yeah. And what you're supposed to do is. Do you know how you pronounce that shit, by the way? No. Gloucester. <laughs> Just look at that thing. It says Gloucester. The length of that word? Gloucestershire, and it's Gloucester. I swear. <laughs> Cooper's Hill. Look at that. Cooper's Hill is where this takes place. The cheese roll. Cheese rolling championship. You saw the wheel of cheese going off over there. So they're rolling in, in, in order to move faster, right? Is that what that exactly. is? Exactly. The goal is to be the first person to the bottom of the hill and claim this cheese. Look at that guy. How, people how have not break his legs? People have broken many limbs doing this. Right. Many people go to the hospital. You participate in this of your own accord knowing that you will. Uh, possibly sustain many injuries, more yeah. than likely injuries. It's like a possibly death. Right there. And so, I mean, if you land on your Has neck the wrong way, uh, I I haven't done much research into it, but I can imagine that that's probably an easy thing to happen here. They probably hide it too because they want to keep 
capitalize on this event because there's a ton of people there. There's a ton of people that want to watch this thing. Nice. Wow. Interesting. And of course, it's an ancient. It goes. It goes way, way back. But I mean, okay. So now let me ask you. And again, I'm being the snark here. Yeah. But is this idiotic or what? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? People literally throwing themselves down a hill to try and get a wheel of cheese. It would be different if you weren't very likely to sustain multiple contusions, broken limbs, uh, lacerations, all kinds of stuff just to get this wheel of cheese. It's awesome. It's super funny. Oh my gosh! But it's just—it's asinine to think yeah. of just. Are we, are we going to put Look links? at this. Yeah. Are we going to put links to this shit? Oh, we're going to. If we can't yeah. show the videos, we are putting links to all yeah, of them down below. So don't subscribe. worry about that. So the next one I have is called the World Gurning Championships. And uh, do you know what gurning is first I, and foremost? I was just going to ask you. No, I have So gurning is taking an old leather horse bridle and you have to put it around your head. Mm-hmm. And then contort your face into the strangest, funniest shape that you possibly can. That is gurning. There is a whole world championship about putting a bridle around your neck How's the and making dumb to, faces. To the dumb face. How's I it? have no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. There is more research to this. Where more research find, I need to do. Where do you find the sheep, Ming? It's fucking weird as fuck. Wow. But check this out. So this is just a video of people practicing and trying to make the most ridiculous faces they possibly can. <laughs> With a horse spray on. Yeah. I, I bet you there has to be some fascinating story behind this. And this this should actually could be genius. Like I, I might actually disagree that this this does not qualify as taking dumb. This might there might be something genius in there, you know? <laughs> Look at that shit. <laughs> Man, these people are open to men and women of all ages from all over. Uh, the whole idea is that you're essentially framing your face with this horse bridle, essentially. Yeah, but the fact that it's a horse, I, it kind of tells me that there's something behind this. There's well, something happening. So if I had to wager a guess, the fact that you're trying to make the worst face possible and you're in a horse bridle goes way, way back to people being made fun of for being like farmers or being yeah, low life or for being like beasts. Exactly. Yeah, to be more beasts like, than, than, than human. Exactly. Right, right. And so now this is like taking that, flipping it on its head and just like, right. let's make a celebration of it and try and see who can do it the I, worst. I kind of have the hope that there's something really humorous behind that too, you know? Right. Because this is kind of funny. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> this guy looks like a, look like he got a butthole in his mouth. <laughs> Grinning. Is this British too? Uh, I believe so. Or is this like world? Because it says world. It's a world championship, but I think it originated uh, from somewhere in Britain. This is funny. I actually think this is funny. I, I, I'll, I'll give this point. Uh, so to gurn means to snarl like a dog, look savage, distort the contours of the face. It is reported to have originated from the mockery of the village idiot. Villagers would throw a horse collar over him okay. and make him pull pull, uh, pull funny faces in exchange for a few pints of ale. So, However, much truth lies in the tale. Uh, uh, is questionable. Okay. Because if this is the true story, it, this is really a hick fest. This really qualifies. Exactly. Like making fun of the village idiot is one of the most hicks. And unfortunately, what we know now is that the village idiot, more often than not, 
would have been people that actually have like mental instabilities. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's why this makes a total hick. Exactly. Yeah. Ha. Interesting. Interesting. That is is just another prime example in the list of things that I have found from different – things like this from all over the world. Another one that I found really interesting – Oh, is shit. the is World Pea Shooting Championships. Okay, so we've got three in the UK so far. So far. Pea shooting. Pea shooting. Literally pea, pea shooting A. Shooting peas. The World Pea Shooting Championships have been held in the Witcham in Cambridgeshire. Reported by... So we're looking at this one by ODN. Uh, but this is uh, just a, a little clip, a little sample of the World Pea shooting championships and the <laughs> contraptions that people will build and essentially use these peas like spitballs to try and hit targets off at a far distance. It's, it's kind of ingenious because I'm watching this now. The targets are made of clay so that the peas stick to them. Exactly. So that's kind of interesting that they came up with this shit. But it like the. The contraptions they're using almost look like uh, these crossbows <laughs> yeah. with the way they have like these stability mounts that'll like sit like on their clavicles. Yep. Yep. That is <laughs> it's like so a mix between a dart gun and a crossbow. So it's, it's, it's clear. It's clear that these people spend at least a part of the year working on these little devices. Like fine-tuning it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I need to make sure the diameter on the inside of the tube is just so, and I need to make sure that, you know, if the peas I'm using are going to be regulation size. <laughs> so I think that this one doesn't qualify as Hickfist. Really? Because there's, yeah, because there's ingenuity involved. There's, I think it's popular. It's, so there's nothing wrong with Village Fest and stuff like that. It's like a, it's a game of skill, right? Uh, um, there's there's ingenuity. There's the Renaissance mind is at work, right? Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of like sounding kind of pedant here, but you know, hey, pedantic. Is like no, I mean, you know, I just wanted to find some interesting uh, excuses think, of people doing dumb shit all over the world. I, I think so far. I'm fascinated with all three of the things that you showed, okay? <laughs> but I believe this one. I believe this one not to be hick because there is. There's a life enriching part of it. That's fine. You know, like if, if if somebody becomes a fan of this, if a kid sees this when they're young, they might work at you know trajectory and projectile physics and and figure out. You know what I mean? I mean, there's right, but you could also argue that somebody participating in the Gurning Championship could be working on their acting career and learning how to contort their muscles and their faces to be able to mute emotions anytime that they wanted sure. to. But that's a lot. That's a much bigger stretch. It is a stretch, but and, and I could I could make argue, an argument. And for you it. cannot argue that there's any fucking culture out of plastering tomato on your buddies during a full day and then having to clean your town. It depends how much you like, like gazpacho. A, like a gazpacho. Well, that is not good gazpacho, let me tell you. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so if you want good gazpacho, I'll make it for you any day, but that's not it. <laughs> well, now, this one is less of a hick fest and more of just something I found super fascinating, but it's the World Beard and Mustache Championship that happens every single year. And it is these people who... When I first heard about this, I was like, okay, so is it like the longest, the most well-groomed? It's kind of like that. But they also will do these completely ridiculous and huge like um, avant-garde style designs with their mustache and facial hair. Let's take a little little peek-see at some of the examples we have here. So – 
<laughs> guy looking like he's got a spider coming out of his face. Oh, this guy's funny. Oh my goodness. And some of these, some of these guys, they're looking at like they have legitimate, just like it's a really long, well-groomed beard or mutton chops, or just like it's all about the facial hair, right? But there are some that are going these like completely extravagant, out of this world sort of looks and feels. I mean, this guy here, he looks like he just has like a <laughs> freaking wind tunnel going through. What his I face. wonder, what I wonder is like some of these guys probably during the year. So this guy doesn't look like this every day. He, he just fixes that for the contest. Then the rest of the year, he's right. just got a ZT top beard. Right, you know exactly. I mean? He just got a long-ass beard. Right. But the guy that had, like, the mustache, the, these long mustache, that guy must has a Fu Manchu that goes down to his belly button. Oh, he, he must, short, because, you know? yeah, of how tall that went up over his head. Either that or he's a crackpot that just, like, walks around like that all day. Which is, <laughs> you know? And I mean, the, the worst I've seen in, like, actual public are like the the guys who will get like the little mustache wax out and they'll do just like the little tips of a yeah. mustache and kind of curl it up like that and like the little but point is that takes time so the guy that has to make oh, it takes a points, lot of time right so the guy that makes his points stand stick out like this yeah in order for him to do that every day that's a huge investment of time do you think he has like and an, then an apparatus how many that he like has to put his face into to like well, now hold it up. It, now you mentioned it, I would think from puppeteering and from props and yeah. prop design that yeah, they, they, they have wires. Oh, yeah, there's probably so like something it, inside to help. Because otherwise, form. like you just touch that and that thing comes down. Right. Or it just crumbles. So they have to have something that's unless it's put together with like super glue. Still. <laughs> Still, with the laws of physics, even Subaru, like you know, you just hit it and you completely unstabilize right. it. So now, it needs the guy that had like you know, I could see easily doing that with like a curling iron and just yeah. like you know, it got some product in there and you set yeah. it and it has like the little curls that kind of surround his face yeah, and like, everything. Yeah, it says like Vaseline or grease or whatever it is they put on the probably just wax, but yeah, yeah, wax. You're right, wax and and, uh, and these similar products that you yeah. use for hair, you know, fix. fix in fact, them. it would make a lot of more sense if it was. Uh, curling iron with wax because the curling iron would heat the wax up and make it a little more liquid uh, and then as it firmed up into the shape from cooling down you just kind of hold it but I mean it's a ton of work it's a ton of oh my gosh it is so I can't my my question is like what do they do for regular life because I can't imagine them doing that every day that has to be exhausting I so I I imagine some of them probably I mean depends on the Examples like I'm sure the guy that we saw that looked like he had a big old Nike Nike swoosh going through his yeah, face. He probably does not do. He's that got his day. easy top thing during right. the day. And the same the, the dude with the mustache this long, like super spiky. Imagine we, we showed a picture. The, the guy yeah, yeah. got the spike. That yeah, guy, but these cannot do that every day. So yeah, I mean these spikes going over the top of his yeah. head from so like yeah. from because having a little curl like this, sure you can do that, you right? Know? And I know people that do that, and, and they actually go to work like that. Before it became a thing, um, Greg Norton of Who's Could Do Fame, the bass player of Who's Could Do in the eighties, yeah, Michael Matt, he used to have that thing. Which oh, was, that's true. Which yeah. was cool because I could, that contrasted with a punk look completely, <laughs> and he was in a punk band, so that was kind of cool, you know, right. And he did that every day. So this next one I found um, is less of – I'm trying to think of how to describe this. It's less of a hick fest and more of just something so bizarre and creative that I just had to make sure I brought this to the table. So it was just – when I was reading about this, and first of all, 
I don't know how some of these things are possible that they do, but this is the world of extreme ironing. Until the name in and of itself is intriguing. (laughs) It's exactly what I thought. I went, what do you mean by extreme ironing? Well, extreme ironing has become a nationally recognized sporting event. Where? Or I should say worldwide recognized sporting event, not nationally. Um, Where people will go out and iron like you would expect, uh, you know, ironing a shirt just trying to get all the creases and wrinkles out, but doing it while they're entertaining an activity or doing an activity that is extreme or hardcore. Different examples of that could include doing ironing while you're canoeing, ironing while you're biking down the street. Um, One example was a team of people scuba diving and ironing underwater. So how do you judge this? Like, is it the quality of the ironing clothes item or just the fact that you can just keep doing it? I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. if there's contests, are, are there contests about this? Did you say that? I didn't catch that. There are contests about this. Like, it, it, there are people that get together and will perform these acts of extreme ironing against each other. So what's and the try judge, to, so, so what is the judge? So from what I can tell, the judging is, one, how well you can perform the act while the extreme thing is going on. So in other words, if you're underwater, do you come up with a folded shirt? Yeah, pretty much. And then if there's like, you know, questions about that, it's how well of an ironing job did you do? That's what I mean. Also. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's like the next tier. Because how can you come so up one, with a shirt underwater? Two, how good is it? Right, right. How do you come up with the creases? I don't fucking know. That, that, that's the thing. I thought I was you like, did some research on this shit. I did some research. I All found right, so the things to look at. Hit it. So, okay, so this is a tree, a guy up, up on a tree. Yeah, so there's one with here. An ironing board. Yeah. He seems to be ironing what looks like a, a safety. Here, go back, go back. It looks like one of those um, safety vests for a canoe. Like, what's that orange thing that he's uh, Either that or it's just an orange shirt. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe it's a safety vest for a, like a like a street worker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody that you know actually has business being up in a tree like that. Maybe it's really a safety like swim vest, and he's cheating because you know I mean that comes up because it's the styrofoam yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Not all of them are done underwater, by the way. All right. Like well, this guy is just yeah, trying to I, iron I on top of his roof, like. When you, this what, one is like very mundane. The fear of height, you can. What does it say? It's silver line. Well, once you master the fear of height, you can try some other, uh, as the roof of your house. Some other places, such as the roof of your house. Okay, yeah. Some other elevated places, okay. Yeah. So once you master the fear of height, you can try some other elevated places, such as the roof of your house. (laughs) We got a picture here now. Uh, So this person is uh, trying to iron whilst on top of a moving vehicle hauling ass in the middle of a desert. So the desert <laughs> idea is kind of smart. Because, because I of the heat already? No, because if you do this in the middle of a city during rush hour, you're about to have an accident and or be pulled over. Well, that's true. So I mean, just for the sake of doing this, yeah, obviously, being out where nobody cares right. is going to be the good one to go through with, right? Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Because otherwise, I can, I can see the cops taking a keen interest in this activity. Now, from your perspective, what do you think would have been the origin of how this even got started? I, dude, you got me there. 
I got nothing. I think it's because ironing is typically such a mundane, boring task yeah. that somebody was like, what if we took this and cranked it to 11 and just did it and it caught on? Like people saw it and they're like, I'm going to do that shit too. A lot of these seem to me like they would they would originate in some bar bitching fest. What? You're like, like, Tell me more about that. Like, motherfucker, can I iron, motherfucker? I can iron with my eyes closed on a roof while in a car. <laughs> Prove it. Tomorrow at 6 a.m.? I mean, that's kind of how these kind of things come about, right? I can totally see that being the origin story, too. Because otherwise, why the hell would you do it? Here, show me some more, because these are interesting. <laughs> these are oh, fascinating. Fuck. Yeah, just hit it there. So, you know, like, or, or somebody was just... Coming up with a new Dr. Seuss story, you know? Like, an, I can iron on a boat, I can iron with a goat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's very plausible. That's what this shit is. I can arrow in the canoe, I can iron, so can you. You know? <laughs> you know I, mean? I feel like we need to write this book now. Yeah. Copyright. Extreme, Copyright TM. Extreme Ironing by Dr. Seuss. Okay, this one's good. Oh, this one's in the middle of the city. This guy is just hanging out the back of a taxi. You know, this is the kind of service I would need. If I was in downtown like Manhattan or something, I was running late for a meeting, and I'm like, I don't got time to get a good shirt. This guy's just hanging off the back of the taxi, and I'm like, take me to the office. That guy can iron my shirt while we do <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be crisp and pressed by the time that I get to the office. Kind of reminds me of the, the mailman of Jacques Tati. We'll talk about that filmmaker one day, French filmmaker from the 60s, really funny. Okay, okay. There's a, a French mailman who watches a, a movie a documentary on how Americans do the mail and they're like so efficient and everything is so fast. So he decides to do the same thing too. So he goes in his bike yeah, and he grabs like the tail of, of a truck. So he's in, he's in the bike and he grabs into <laughs> the tail of the truck and he starts stamping his, his letters on the tail of the truck while he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. tethered to the truck. And then he just like, let's go. He says, ah, go, like the Americans. And he, so <laughs> the rest of the people in the town. That's a really good. We should talk about that guy. At one point. We should. Okay, um, wow, nice. Yeah, I, first of all, I'm questioning how he even got an ironing board up there. And how did he run, Is that does he have like a generator or something to run the iron? I think he's not plugged in. I think he's doing playback. Well, I mean, in order to make this legitimate, you have to actually iron. Yeah, so I it think, has to be a hot iron, right? I think some of these guys are just taking a shot. Man, no. I mean, this is completely 100% legitimate. There's no questions as to whether or not this would be staged. I see nothing. In any way, shape, or form. Right. (laughs) It looks great, though. I like it. I I mean, to be fair, on the top of this rock, it kind of looks like there's a little bit of cabling hanging off right there. This, to me, is not so much Hickfest because I think this... This has, like, very sharp wits attached to it. To be fair, I called this out as not being Hickfest right off the bat. Yeah, I, think I just it, thought this was interesting as hell. I think this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to do it while skydiving. How does he keep the arms down? The arms of the shirt. He's not really skydiving. He's on, Is he skydiving? Or is he just on a platform, like, hanging out I think, somewhere? I think he's on a platform. Look, these are rocks. He's, he's, he's got his feet on these rocks. Oh, yeah. This is the top of a mountain. Yeah, he's just doing the It's just the very top of a mountain. But I could see a guy, okay, oh, my God, <laughs> doing it on a tightrope. Nope. Uh, no. Wait, what is this called? This is a... Yeah, this is called something else. What's it called? Other than a tightrope? It's not a tightrope. The tightrope is what you do in a circus when you, like, walk on top of it. Well, I mean, it's also a rope bridge. Yeah, but no, when, when you do that... Uh, there's oh, zipline? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a word for it. 
Anyway, I mean, this could also be a zipline that he's show, hanging from. We can here. show a picture of this. Right? Oh yeah, we can show yeah. a picture. I mean, we're showing it right now. But it's just this guy hanging out between like two two sides of a canyon, essentially, which yeah. looks like actually out in the Mojave. He Desert. is in motion. He's not hanging there. If, if I think, if I know how this works. He has to be going in one direction or the other, right? He can't just stop. Oh, maybe he can. Well, I'm he sure he could, and then a buddy just, like, throws him a line and reels or him something. in. something. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if you could actually, like, do it while you were spinning. I've done zip lines before. If you're not, like, holding yourself in place, you're spinning a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that could... That's interesting. That would mess with it a lot. Okay, there we go. I got guys. the skydiving one. Yeah. So now you got the answer to your question. You need another two motherfuckers. To <laughs> you need people to hold the shirt down so you can actually iron but here. It. See how he's not plugged? So there's like some wireless like irons, clearly. Uh, that I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah. This other guy that's doing it underwater? Unless he's got a jet pack, or well, I mean like a battery pack attached to him nah, as well. No. Nah. You know, he's, nah. he's an Iron Man. Yeah, so, so the next one, the one he just showed. Because <laughs> that one. So is- this is the one I was talking about where it's like people scuba diving and doing it under the water. Yeah. Like, where is he plugged? Come on. Uh, obviously in the surface. No, he's not under the cable. Yeah, the cable goes. He's, he's just plugged to a little eel that he's got there. I mean, he's, he's stuck <laughs> Come here, little electric eel. Up his ass, and now he's getting <laughs> all the juice to do the whole ironing thing. On that shirt, it's going to come up like iron and starch when it gets out of the water. So that's remarkable. I can't get the image of some guy just snagging a little eel and like, come here, i got to iron my shirt. And just plugging it right in. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, he would never have to worry about running out of water in that iron. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly an impressive shot. Okay, here's another one. With a shark. <laughs> There's a, a shark going behind it, too. It's a nurse shark, to be fair. Even if it were a, a white shark, that shark would be going, I want nothing Look, to do with that. there's a whole crazy team thing. of people. Do- there's 25 people doing this right now. <laughs> it's an ironing underwater party. Hi, I'm the world champion of extreme ironing. First of all, I want to call out... Who the hell has an ironing party in general? I think something with a very sharp sense of humor. For real. Who who the fuck would do this? Somebody with a steamy personality. Yes. (laughs) Not even this. Not even underwater. But just like an ironing party. Have you ever heard of an ironing party? No. Who would do that? But who's heard of extreme ironing anyway? Well, you have now. What about extreme irony? No, I, I have that happen to me on a regular basis. I don't okay, get that. What's this dude doing? Oh, this guy's doing it in the tux in Antarctica. Nice. Wow. Now, if only there was a penguin in this shot to, like, really seal the deal, then I would believe it. That could be anywhere. Got a couple of <laughs> a couple of guys doing this out in the middle of the desert again, only without the, the vehicle. This what, what, one's what less love, impressive. I, no, I love that there's another guy with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> vacuuming the desert. Well, you got to clean that sand, man. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. You're taking mundane tasks to the next level. These look like people from like the Paris Dakar or something. Oh, here you go. Here's a team of people trying to do it whilst doing a bike race. Here's a couple of people trying to do ironing while snowboarding uh, down a ski slope. Actually, no. There's one person snowboarding, 
and doing ironing. And then there's a bunch of, she's got an escort. She got like a posse, like a posse posse surrounding her. Of snowboarders behind her (laughs) on the side. Yo, back up off her. She's ironing my shirt for later. We're going on a date. Yeah. That is remarkable. (laughs) So there's, there's, there's two different boards on this shot. <laughs> yeah, there, there, you're right. There are two different boards. There's a board on a board. It's boardception right. going on right now. Yep. yep. And I have a feeling that she's actually not on the board. She's on some kind of rug that's being pulled by it. Well, by here's a the thing. Or, Do you think that she is there. actually on skis and then they no. have like a board going I over that? She's that's on the a ironing rug. board. I think on. so. Like with water skiing, but she's on a rug that's being pulled by a jet ski or some kind of thing. You, you mean like the snowmobiles? Yeah, a snowmobile. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So she's so there's a snowmobile pulling a rug. She's on top of the rug with the whole setup. Right. And she has the snowboarders on the sides to convey this is what she's supposed to. <laughs> but you can't really. You don't have enough space to do that on a snowboard. No, no, not really. Okay. Uh, here's water skiing. Here's water skiing, which is impressive in itself yeah. because I've tried water skiing exactly once. Um, Keeping your balance on that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And just grabbing that, like, for all we know, that might have lasted three seconds. That's true. Long enough to get the shot. Yeah. And then, boom. Because that's all he needed was long enough to get this shot of him. Right. What I would have done with this is shoot this at at 120 frames per second. Yeah. You know, and the the two microseconds that he's on on the the slow Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just get that image and snap it. Got him. Yep. So, oh, so this is a gymnast trying to do the uh, very impressive, very difficult dual-handed ironing techniques mm-hmm. while also balancing on a board. Yeah. That's uh, So very clearly, this is about getting the shot. Right. It's not really about getting the crease. Right. But. So, so perhaps the, like the competition is uh, – <laughs> Which is more absurd? <laughs> more, more absurd. Um, horseback riding and doing it—that is. Uh, I bet you they tried to do one of those jumps and they just couldn't get a shot of that. Probably because look at all those jumps and exactly the background. Okay, this one I don't—I don't have anything to say about this. This one. one would be really funny if we hadn't seen all the other ones first. I guess that's true. This is not really extreme. Well, actually, no, because I think what, what he's doing, she's doing, she's she's um, she's breastfeeding the calf. Yeah. So do you see that? So she's ironing she was, while the calf is, is drinking milk from that little bucket that she yeah. wanted. So, uh, but that doesn't seem as extreme as trying yeah. to do it on top of a moving vehicle that through the desert. That was one of the first ones. I, think I agree. In, in the middle of it, it's kind of lukewarm. Yeah. Now, however, I will give big props to these people here, uh, a group of them on paddle boards mm-hmm. trying to iron because keeping your balance on a paddle board, that's a feat of strength all on its own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still the champ still is to me the the water skier though. The water skier, yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been like a two second shot. Seriously, that must have been a frame in a sequence. Right. Okay. Oh, here we go in a deep cave. Yep. I mean, that's pretty extreme. I'm trying to remember what a it. spelunking version of this. Right. The Hastings Half Marathon. So this guy ran. <laughs> Ironed the shirt and kept running. <laughs> in Hastings. Some editor wearing an ironing board and pressing garments on the way. So people were wearing these things and running with them right. and doing it along the way. In Hastings, the historical seat of Harold Godwinson's defeat now is famous for something entirely different. <laughs> Look at this dude. We got this person who is uh, ironing on a trampoline and I can... Only hope that they are actually bouncing and doing all of it as well. 
when they were trying to iron. I don't know. The, the shirt would be moving in a different way if that were the case. That's true, which makes it more difficult. All right. What else you got? So that was extreme ironing. Now, this is one from <laughs> right down right down south, right in the old backyard here. This one is called Punkin' Chunkin'. <laughs> this, this is uh, near Bridgeville, Delaware. These are catapults, like medieval catapults. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is that you've got all these people trying to build these different catapults and contraptions to try and hurl a pumpkin in the farthest. Okay. That is the whole goal of Punkin' Chunkin'. <laughs> it's, a, it's a world championship, man. People come here from all over the world to try and compete in this thing. A chunk, uh, so use a trebuchet of elaborate construction, a chunk, a pumpkin. Yes. And it, doesn't the pumpkin like end up squashed in smithereens? Like, how oh, it explodes. It, it goes all over the place. But do they know then where you, where you hit? Like, is it, I mean, uh, yeah, there's cameras out there like surveying the field. Look at these motherfuckers. Trebuchet. He used to, I just said it, you know? Yeah. They have all these little... Nice. Well, I guess it's safer to throw Yeah, they got the youth division and everything. It's to throw an actual rock that could fall on. Oh, for sure. You know? I mean, it's still going to hurt like a bitch if you get hit by that thing. Yeah, but, it, could, uh, it could kill you. It could totally yeah. kill you. You get beamed by that thing, you're not getting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, this is one of those things where it's like promoting different types of ingenuity and engineering in this case to try and create a contraption that the counterbalance can actually get it to sling yeah. with the centrifugal force of doing everything. So I don't think it's a hate fest either. I think it's I think it's fun. Yeah. I mean I'm sure people here would think of it as a hick fest because when they think hick, they think something a little different than what you seem to be uh associating it to. Oh, yeah. Where, like, the, when they think hick, they think, like, a redneck sort of thing. Right, but I, I, I'm talking about, yeah, because you can be a redneck and be a very intelligent person. Oh, for sure. I know so I'm talking about, I, I guess when I'm using hick, what I'm saying, and this is a shortcut <clears throat> translation, I'm just saying ignorant. Again, these, for many people here, would still be synonymous. An ignorant cannot build one of those contraptions. No, but participation in these things is usually frowned upon by people of higher stature. Right, right, but that's their ignorance. <laughs> you are correct, sir, because ain't nothing wrong with punkin' chunkin'. It is amazing. There is a discipline in, of physics and entirely centered on trajectory, projectile trajectory. Oh, absolutely. And... Somebody that builds one of these guys needs to be very hip to that. So we're talking about science here, my man. We're talking, yeah, science and engineering. Right, and engineering, exactly. So that's not that's not hate to me. Some people have to go years to college to figure out how to be an engineer. Oh, yeah. So In, in fact, the there are like, um, like MIT will usually compete in something like this too, uh, where it's just like the different types of contraptions that they could uh, – Try and try and make these things as most the most engineered that they possibly can be to sometimes a degree of over engineering. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I, th- I think that's like this too. Like you know, you take something to an extreme just to be able to practice it. You know, right? And to have fun with it. I think that's cool. Oh my God, here's the next level, which is air cannons, oh. which are loaded up on the back of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Could you imagine? Look at the size of the tank on this thing. I know. And there's, I can see there's flags, so there's not just the American flag. There's like a bunch of well, yeah, it's a, it's a worldwide flag. competition. 
Wow. So this is like all compressed air guns, right? Just shooting. Oh, this things. is this is a, a potato gun on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times ten. That is awesome. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't even see the pumpkin. I just. Sort of just <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wish they would show us uh, some of the pumpkins like landing, landing yeah, yeah. Like showing the explosions that. and everything. Yeah, because that would be that would be yeah. interesting. So we'll put links on this because I don't know what we're going to be able to use. More right, 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 right. Yeah. But that's awesome. Okay, what else you got? Uh, well, here's an interesting one. There's a a, a whole competition that I found uh, that's participated by people all over the world, but the the. The one that I found is from a man in China participating in the um, bee-wearing championship and record for how many bees you are wearing on your body as a beekeeper. Okay, wow. Uh, yeah. Something wow. I don't think I would ever do in my entire life. I've seen people do like bee beards before mm. uh, or stuff like that, but I don't think I could ever be covered literally in bees. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> what could, uh, this guy just having a cigarette while he's doing it too to keep calm. <laughs> like, don't freak out, don't freak out. Yeah. But uh, holy crap, look at this. Guy looks like Sasquatch. If Sasquatch I, was covered in bees. I, I think the cigarette is to keep them away from his mouth. Probably. So they can have a, th- a thing to breathe or something. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> the cigarette I'm, is his, his air filter? I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Look at that. Oh my gosh. And he must get stung by something. How many stings do you think he got from doing that? They're, they're, they're kind of like, they're already kind of like, their immune system is built. Right. You know, because they've, they've gotten stung all over their lives. And this also to me is not kind of, it's kind of not a fake fest. Because if you work with bees regular, at some point, you got to get competitive about this kind of thing. And then you, you want to compare notes with someone else. So what I'm noticing is that some of the examples that I found here today were not necessarily Hickfest. It was more of crazy ass. It, it, this thing would typically on its own just be a boring thing. How can we make it something twice as extreme and like just really bring other things to it? So I think we're looking at three different types here. Very, three, very distinct types. So not just like the ingenuity and like the hick, the ignorant thing. No, but. the yeah, the so yeah. So let me explain. So, um, and granted that we're using hick in a loosey way. This is some hick fest is something we yeah, came up because obviously we you and I have two different sort of interpretations of what that word means on a regular basis. Well, let's let's see if we agree at the end of this. Well, let me explain. Right, right, right. So, okay. So to me, there's 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 three things we're looking at here. So on the one side, there's like a complete stupid, stupid bonehead. <laughs> celebration yes. and that would be the the tomato fest in Spain would, would be one of them to me the wheel chasing the cheese wheels chasing one right. is really stupid what about the gurning because you're just running Let, let's put that Maybe. one aside for a second <laughs> then a, there's the ingenuity type the thing. ingenuity thing and the skill right. right so the bee the bee thing would be a part of a skill it's not exactly ingenuity well that's true it's, 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 like, it's like the art of like keeping the bees calm enough uh, right. while doing all of this and so it comes from some kind of craft or some kind of job or some kind of profession that then during perfection you can get to this extreme skill set of black right. the black belt of <laughs> black know. belt to be wearing right yeah it's a, a sensei <laughs> of you know coincidentally well, his belt was made out of black bees okay and, and now okay so here's the thing so I think that's the key differentiator is there a master to this or not so in other words 
it's really stupid to be a master, a tomato throwing master, or a, a cheese chasing. Look, sensei. there are masters. You hush your mouth. There are masters of people rolling down those hills. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But it's idiotic because to what end, right? <laughs> right. You get so well, you get a little bit of money and you get some cheese, and that takes us to the third category, which like is having asked the question like to what end? Right. Then there's humor. And so now this is debatable because some people can say, well, the tomato thing is also humorous. Okay, so we'll get there. Right. We'll get there. So to me, it's extreme ironing is really fucking funny. Okay, it's really funny. <laughs> it is really it funny. It is so <laughs> stupid. And, and that and gurning kind of is too. Well, the uh, only thing I have against the gurning thing, it's like it, it is steeped in tradition, but where it came from, I'm, or at least the supposed I'm there history. With you. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a hick fest because of that, because if it really is rooted in making fun of the village idiot, right. making fun of the village idiot is a way to project that you are a hick. Right. So making fun of the village idiot is the dumbest, most unhuman way of projecting in somebody else the fault that, that this guy's dumber than me so I'm smart right which right, is right. the epitome of not being smart is to to be looking at somebody to put somebody down so you feel higher instead of you having the boss to go higher you know you just stay where you are and you make somebody lower right. that's really dumb so in that I completely agree with you that would be a hick fest I just thought the humor was like so ridiculous that I found it funny and you could argue that with any real hick fest. So like the wheel chasing, the cheese wheel chasing, that's oh, yeah. really funny. Right. And so is the tomato fest, really. If right. you look at all of those, you just, it's funny. Um, there's some that are barbaric, and we'll go into that with the bull stuff in Spain. And that's a whole different type of thing, though. And yeah. the chicken, the chicken, the chicken tearing thing. That chicken one, I'm going to have nightmares about that. So so there's idiotic that goes from humorous to barbaric. To, it's yeah. not really, if you think this is funny, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And then there's yep. the, there's the skill, and then there's this, just really the funny. The, the, like I said, the the extreme ironing is is intelligent humor. I think. Well, I mean, coming up with those so scenarios dumb. where exactly. you're like, what, okay, yeah. where the hell could I take this now? There are people scuba diving. There's been people, uh, you know, skydiving. There's people doing all this type of stuff. You know, what I haven't seen somebody extreme ironing on the side of a volcano. Guess Next to molten lava. Guess who's going to be competing on Extreme Ironing 2020? <laughs> we got some ideas, guys. Uh, maybe. Um, well, maybe we don't have to do a volcano. We can do something else. We do the volcano. I'm just saying. I'm just spitballing ideas. Like volcano, yeah. I haven't seen. Uh, the back of a aircraft carrier, I think, would also be good, especially if you're trying to guide planes in on an aircraft carrier as they're landing. <laughs> You're just like, hold on, guys, I'm just pressing my uniform out here. There's a ski jump slope not far away from here. Uh, that's also true. That is also true. Can you imagine just taking off with that with your iron board? They <laughs> say, guess where I have the iron plugs, Rob? <laughs> you bring an eel with you? Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got an eel in a jar and I just plug yeah. it in. It's in my backpack. But yeah, so yeah, we could try a bunch of things. We, I think we should take it seriously. We, we should consider seriously presenting know. our candidacy to I tend one to such event. not take things seriously. All right, well, we could do it not seriously, but I think we should present <laughs> our candidacy to one such event. True. We definitely could. So I thought that, um, I, I think there was that, did, did you see that distinction too, or did you think it was I, I did. So the more that you brought it up, the more it made sense to me throughout this, where I was like, oh, okay. So at first it was like, we just had different distinction of what is considered hick. And I think that's because I grew up um, in an area where like, 
people from the South typically are considered like the, the way that I've heard it referenced are like people from the South are all hicks and stuff because my family's all from Texas. And so I got a lot of that um, commentary growing up. Which is also a hick statement in and of itself right there. I, I agree. But like in the sense that hick just being used synonymous with like, that's an ignorant statement right there. It's like, right. oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to say it like that, then yeah, absolutely. But when I think hick, I think redneck. I don't think necessarily somebody that's completely, in you know, ignorant. Mm-hmm. I just think somebody that's like, oh, yeah, they're just doing a dumb thing or they're saying something mm-hmm. stupid. Right. Uh, but you're right. It's more about in the act of the statement that is being ignorant. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, what you say is not wrong. I think we all think base at that level that you're saying but if you start if you start to really analyze it you go like what is really stupid because we you could argue we're all stupid and we're all stupid in some things and oh, really man, intelligent in other things <laughs> and if you don't know that you're a dumbass but um, we're all like smart at some things but tell the people how you really feel and, and, yeah <laughs> and we're smart at some things we're dumb at others we're all hicks you can argue that we're all hicks and if you don't know that you are an ignorant you know Right and and yes. so and, and so that if you question that if you if you go if you go you can be hick in, in this area but not but more sophisticated than this yeah you can be more ignorant in this but you know more about these other things yeah then if you analyze Absolutely. these things what you learn about these things is what I'm learning about it right now as I speak to you about this and try to justify my reactions to it is is it useless yes no and if the answer is yes is it funny right and then if the answer is yes then does it hurt anybody. And if the answer is no, then it's cool. That's kind of where I'm headed right now. It's a nice now. little flow chart you just kind of like yeah. broke out there. One day we'll talk about what we do for a living. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, that's what, kind of what I thought. So so this this helped me think of that. Right, know? right. So that was cool. I, thought, I feel like we learned a little bit about each other today. I, I knew everything about you already before we started. But I, you might have learned something. That. You're welcome. You know about these knife hands? Uh, no. <laughs> you need to know everything about me. But, yeah, no, but, but no, this is this is really good research. Like, where did you get, did you get other stuff that you kind of discarded that you said, ah, oh, this doesn't qualify? Yeah, I did. And I feel like if people like hearing about this stuff enough, we could do a whole other episode on this probably um, and give a bunch of other examples that I found from other places in the world too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple from um, South America, from Brazil and Argentina. Uh, there's two of them that I found that are in South Africa, which is a really interesting thing. Um, Can I ask why you didn't include one of these? Just for the just sake curious. of time. Just for the sake of time. I just wanted to cover know, off on a what? certain one. I was curious. Because now, now I'm curious, obviously. Now I want to do this next episode now because I want to know what it is. You know, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I, I thought this was really fun. Actually. No, I just picked them because I just thought they looked interesting. I put, I've got a whole list. And basically I took like the first – like however many we did and just said these are the ones we're doing mm-hmm. and we'll cover off on another ones later okay so again if anyone's interested like if you guys like this episode if you guys commented down below and said how much you enjoyed this episode and want us to do another one let us know and maybe we'll do a part two if if people in fact want to see more of this shit um, right we could actually ask them like hey or not hey or you know like do you think this I like that. You know what I mean? Is, is this next episode? Is hick this or not hick? Is this barbaric? And we'll just come up with gradations of hick. We can come up with a hick scale or something. Ooh, we'll make it hick or sick. The, the hick, hick or sick. Oh, <laughs> that's sick, bro. Fuck, I like that. I like that. Awesome. Let's do that next time. Hick or sick? Yep. 
cool. So this <laughs> <All> was right. <laughs> fun. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let us know down below, and especially if you want to see a part two. And don't forget, until next time, stay out of prison and walk in the shade. Yeah.